Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally, the cook, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up. Doing the music press That's the outro in it. Yeah, we're finished. We're done. It's done. Yeah, I'll start the intro. I hope you all enjoyed that. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. Oh, I am introducing that. Intro dosing. Are you introducing? I am. You're back in the West. Well, I'm back to our Catherine Cook pod today. What we got today? If I told you, it'll be like this. Nobody's really going to understand what you're saying, but. <laughs> Please stop. I don't know what's wrong with me now. Please stop. You had too much coffee. I've had too much coffee. I know. Coffee and a bacon roll. But yeah, we're back. Obviously, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Here we go. <laughs> we're back for actually a traditional episode. We are. What's that? I know. Yeah. We've uh, we had a very busy time, which I'm sure mm. will come out over, over the next few weeks. But again, it's very important for us and we do get questions when pods are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been getting ahead of the game today, haven't we? Because we've we have. recorded another... 52 card which will drop Look at up. some uns- whatever unspecified time in the future yeah um but for now yeah we're back in the tradition so we have got a really good one for you today particularly for welsh people i'd say mm-hmm. uh, but for anyone else out there as well it'll be it'll be really interesting but we do like to start our episodes with reviewing our challenges and i have to remember what we did now but <laughs> i think i asked you off the back of our 1984 episode um what are three freedoms that you appreciate and you're grateful for mm. um yeah, and it's, it's interesting sort of to, to reflect on it and to think of actually as people who don't have some of these freedoms as mm. well. Uh, so the first one's a, a big one, freedom of speech. You know, be able to say what, speak my mind, you know, yeah. and have people around who listen and understand where I'm coming from. Uh, the second one is actually the freedom just to do what I want. If I want to go out the house, I can go out the house. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, if I want to get in a car and drive somewhere, you know, so long as it's not another lockdown, I can get in a car and drive somewhere. Yeah. And then the last one for me is work. You know, it's actually being in charge of my own time and the freedom to not have people pushing me to yeah. say, oh, well, you need to work nine till five, you know, yeah. and saying, well, actually you can do eight till 12 and then you've got to have a bit of a break because no one's around and you can do a bit later. And that that really helps for me, definitely like my, my own mental health and well-being. you know, and the fact that when I'm doing my self-employed stuff, I can just say, oh, actually, can I, I did it last Friday. I contacted the client and said, oh, actually, do you want to do nine o'clock instead of 10? He said, yeah, that works great for me. And it just gave me that extra bit of time. Brilliant. Just to do, well, bits around the house, really, to get the washing (laughs) done, which actually I haven't put on. So I should probably apologise to Charlotte whilst we're recording. Because there is washing to go on, but I don't think people want to hear our washing machine (laughs) in the background. So it it will happen and I can't hand wash it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I think from a freedom perspective, or just what you, just touching quickly on what mm. you just said, we often grass is always greener. I always mm. think of that phrase, mm. and we quite often think, don't we? Oh, it's rubbish here. Yeah, do you know what I mean we don't get to do what we want? We don't get this. We don't get that. Well, trust me, there are people out there who really don't you know, and get punished sometimes for you know if they want yeah. to be different or yeah. want to speak their mind, like you've said, or you know, and, and even accessing information, we can access what we want. Mm. I remember my dad talking to um, a student who was from China. And my dad couldn't get around her head that she wasn't able to access mm. certain websites when yeah. she was at home. Yeah. So, yeah, really good one to reflect on. Yeah, and yeah, for you, obviously, I, I mentioned about just being more 
reflective around technology and I, I also got in touch with Mark Zuckerberg and to make sure you actually did it by yeah I said to Mark pull the plug so give which, he did, hours, he? which he did yeah so did. you know it's good to have friends in high places <laughs> no um it was a good challenge uh, mm. I think one of the things that came out of lockdown was my uh, yearning to learn the mother tongue of Welsh mm -hmm. I have a bit of a base knowledge I can say hi how are you all the things that we learned in school um, but I want to expand it and luckily now with apps like you know I use Duolingo um, what I would do is if I found myself on say Instagram because I'm not on Twitter mm. really now I'm not on Facebook I would go no, I'm, I'm not going to spend my time scrolling looking at other people's photos I'm going to do a couple of courses on Duolingo mm. so I'd spend more time doing that so I really enjoyed that and it just every time I've picked up the phone it's made me think why am I why am I on here yeah. Um, reflecting on the Mark Zuckerberg comment, mm -hmm. when WhatsApp, Facebook, and everything else went down recently, that's an interesting social experiment, isn't it? To see mm -hmm. how people react to that. Yeah. Because Sarah's friend texted her and said, "Everything's down. What do I do now?" Like, but they were joking about yeah. it. But it's like I, I need to mindlessly sit in front of the telly and go mm -hmm. through all my social media. Mm -hmm. That's what we've become, isn't yeah. it? Slightly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I like to. I've again, you know, I'm just hyped, but I think it was. Kerry, you said, wasn't it? About putting, well, no, I've said about putting your phone to one side. Yes. You're charging it upstairs out of the way. And this week I've started doing it again. I've turned the Bluetooth off when I get home so that my watch doesn't buzz. Yeah. Know, so it's just like, actually, bang, I'm shutting off. You know, I, I don't need it. I don't need that stuff. But yeah, so we'll, we'll dive in. Should we get, should we get our new, uh, new ones on board? Let's go for it. Okay, so yeah, um, we're going back, we're going to get a band on. Yeah. Uh, I know it's one which we kind of told people were coming on because yeah. we've had experience, which I realised was actually our first gig together. It was. Uh, so yeah, we've got the overexcited Road Vickers. Uh, yes, yeah. We do, yeah. <laughs> which is a great name in itself, isn't it? Is, it? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, I think this is our first Welsh our first Welsh yes, colleagues, I would say, shipmates. Is, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, as Bryn said, this seemed like the right time to do it. They've got a new album out. Mm. Uh, we went to watch them the other week, so I'm sure bits of that will come through. But we're bringing on what are now known, the Manic Street Preachers. Mm. And funny enough on the name, by the way, because a name does make a band. Yeah. And um, Manic Street Preachers is a great name. Mm -hmm. But apparently, James Dean Bradfield, lead singer, was busking. I think it was in Cardiff, he said. And because obviously he's always had a political wit mm. aspect to his songs, which we'll talk about, this apparently older guy walked past him, a homeless guy, I think mm. the story is, and said to him, who do you think you are, but some Manic Street Preacher? <laughs> That's where it comes from. Yeah. Which is amazing, isn't it? You know, that, yeah. that name was gifted to them, basically, yeah. by someone who was making a negative making comment negative about his comment. singing. But uh, it's interesting, like, I, so I thought I'd jump on a thesaurus for Manic, and you've got, you've got stuff like insane, frenzied, yeah. psychotic lunatic flipped out mad so it's quite yeah. an interesting turn you know especially when you think of street preachers as well definitely and how people think of you know people who just stand and you know talk from the bible or from, yes. you know talk about their beliefs very openly freedom of speech you know talking about freedom yeah and it's funny because it's a great name like yeah. it's in terms of band names like that's one of the better ones you know mm. so i think and you're absolutely right with the word manic. Like if you just use the word manic in isolation, like you mm. said, all those things come out, don't they? I feel a bit manic today. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but then combining that with street preachers, it's almost like, well, we've got a message and I know we're going to talk a lot about this today mm. and we're going to put it out there. And if you believe in it and you enjoy it and you, you agree, then you can follow us. And if you don't, you don't have to, no. you know, that's yeah. the thing with preaching. Yeah. You either, it always reminds me of Life of Brian. 
when they're all when they're all out talking yeah, yeah. and they're all sort of preaching yeah. they, they're talking nonsense really yeah. isn't they but and he has to you know he has to fit in doesn't he brian and try and do his own thing but um you know we've got a lot we want to cover we're not going to do the tra traditional intro what i will say is these are a band from blackwood which is not very far from us mm -hmm. um born out of really meeting at high school you know um so you know nicky wire james and sean and and obviously richie came along i think they had other members mm. didn't they before sean as well another drummer um but basically they witnessed the minor strikes which was a big mm. thing in south wales i'm from a mining village um and i was talking to my nan actually a few months ago about the minor strikes yeah. um and what impact it had it really pulled the community together because the the women as my nan said mm. and the households would cook food and take them down yeah. to the people who were doing the blockades and stuff like that um but it left a massive mark on them and we sort of placed them firmly on on, on the left wing side of politics and um you know when we went to watch the gig yeah you know before they even come out there what did you think because yeah. it was like brazen well, weren't it yeah, on the screen yeah they, they didn't ha shy away from um from some of the quotes which they were putting up i think some of them we shared on social media we as well of just just their views you know and what their stance and i think it's i just wanted to touch just reminded me of another band that we no, well, you sort of shared to me um the public service broadcasting as yes. well um, and just recommend I'll put I've put the link in for like the, the review, um, the Every Valley, and just the way it's it's put together about the mining strikes yeah. and just it's really interesting for me and quite poignant, you know, especially yeah. at the end some of the you know the music which is played. But yeah, it is. It's not. It's all about not shying, not shying away yeah. from your viewpoint, and that's very much. I know, you know, we talked just before about they're big but they're not huge. Yeah, you know, the manics like you. You know, for me, I don't didn't know a lot about them. You know, when he said about going to see them, I was like, oh yeah, well, I'll go on, I'll, I'll go and watch. You know, and I just joked saying it was stereophonics, but they're yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, yeah. There's not, they're not a band that I get the sense would sell out. Should we say? No, no, no. They stick. Like, yeah. You know, and when you see them, I think that's why. You know, when you look at like stereophonics are a, a probably larger recognized mm. band around yeah. the world. Um, and we love them too. Yeah. Um, but with the Manics, what I like about them is that that they're serious. You mm. know what I mean? And the the music that they make comes from a place that you know it's some things they care about. So, and they ruffled feathers. So mm. like, if you look back in the early days, so we we have to touch on Richie, won't we? And we'll come on Richie, who's mm -hmm. you know a very important member of the band and probably shaped how they still operate today. I mm. mean, um, Richie Edwards basically he was part of the band. He used to write the lyrics with Nicky Wire. Um, James Dean Bradfield would then sing them and play lead guitar yeah. on it. And if you go through the first album, like Generation Terrorists, um, it's very, it's on the punkier side, mm. but you already hear that authentic manic sound, uh, manic sound because they've always used like a bit of piano in their music and stuff like <laughs> that on, on the melodies. Um, but it's really when they get to Holy Bible, which is their third album, um, that they, yeah, they really start to, touch on some things that you'll either <laughs> side with or you won't because they're talking about like the holocaust they're talking mm. about abortion um, they talk about consumerism capitalism and things like that but when you read reviews of it like modern reviews of it mm. um it actually goes down as a like um as a classic essential album musically it's brilliant i listened back to it again this week I'd say you have to be in the right frame of mind to listen mm. to that album, but musically and the things they talk about are absolutely fantastic. But that was released in sort of 1994. They're born out of punk. They loved The Clash. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I was reading an interview actually with James Dean Bradfield lately where he said how oh, jealousy was of Nirvana's never mind because that yeah. came out we just had the 20th yeah. was it the 30th 30th, 30th, 30th anniversary yeah. sorry yeah. Um, and he talked about how jealousy was of that album because just how good and simple it was but you know effective um, but obviously we have to also touch on probably the, the most defining moment of their uh, their, their careers mm. is when Richie Edwards went missing um, in 1995, so it was a year after they released the Holy Bible. Now, Richie Edwards said that they called it the Holy Bible because they felt that every song on it had to be perfect. Okay. You hear people often say the gospel, the truth, isn't mm. it? I'm going to tell you mm. the gospel today. Um, so that's why they call that the Holy Bible. I think they were very proud of it. Richie had troubles, um, documented. I mean, he talk about them in interviews. Um, again, we talk about how, Kirk, how open Kirk Cobain was in calls yeah. for help, and yeah. so now Richie was very much like that. And I always reference back to an interview that they did with Steve Lamack. Mm-hmm. Obviously, most people have heard of Steve Lamack. Um, he was doing an interview, I can't remember Serena Neal, or one of the music magazines, and he basically questioned them on their authenticity because okay. he thought, was it a bit of a show? And Richie Edwards carved for real into his arm live in the like mm. doing the interview. And yeah. He wrote for real on his arm. Yeah. Which yeah, obviously got the photos really shook yeah. up Steve Lamack mm. and ended up on the front cover. But he's like, that was just a cry. Even Nicky Weiss is in a documentary which we reference, like how. He was like, that's still one of the, I don't know how to describe it. He said a bit, one of the better moments for life, but he just thought mm. this was Richie saying, no, this is us. Yeah. But that's frightening reaction. I don't know how you feel for, coming from a therapist standpoint, but like. Yeah, well it is, yeah, it's, it, it's very definite, but also, I mean, if you think about people carving into that, you think self-harm, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you think actually, yeah, I'm not sure. Is it like for real with the self-harm? I'm looking at, there's a photo I found and actually on it, he's got survivors of suicide on yeah. his hoodie as well. Yeah. You know, so it's all shouting out, you know, something. Yeah. And we, you know, we can talk about sort of like missed opportunities, you know, things. But it's interesting just looking and just seeing actually that he did check into Whitchurch Hospital. Yeah. You know, and he did go um, to the Priory. So he did, again, he did like reach out, you know, or he tried to. Tried to get help. And then obviously we, you know, touch on disappearance. Yeah, yeah. He went missing in 95. They found his car near the Seven Bridge in a spot, yeah, that was was renowned for mm. it. But um, they did, you know, they didn't have no ev- firm evidence that, that he'd gone. So a lot of people said that he'd, you know, there was theories that he'd been seen here and there as, you, you know, around the world. Mm. Um, but interesting, when I was reading about it, apparently he'd, he'd been regularly taking out amounts of cash from his bank account. Um, and then he hired a taxi to drive him round mm. so like drive him round yeah. I think some spots of his childhood around Blackwood around Cardiff because he had an apartment in Cardiff and that's where I think he was picked up from um, because the next day they were meant to him and James were meant to be going to America on like a press mm. sort of press run um, and yeah you know they, they found his car um, and, and I suppose again until you until you have like it's, it's very difficult because until you have the body that's the closure, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That gives you a chance yeah. to have a memorial service and, and, and know that what's happened. So I think for a lot of people around him, fans as well, friends, family, I think he was only actually declared, wasn't he, um, dead in 2008, <clears throat> yeah. 13 so, years later. Yeah, his family had the option to declare him legally in 2002, but they chose not to mm. until, yeah, it was 23rd November 2008 when he became officially presumed dead Yeah, as well. And that's interesting. Like, with with that because it is if you think of like insurance you know and different stuff like that and mm. different benefits you know I'm not sure if he had a family but you can't access it until they're officially declared well apparently so that was the decision because he, he obviously from his manic days mm. like 
you know the royalties the assets and everything else were there mm. um and it you know from the manics perspective this their mate like you know we go back to this we talk about dave Grohl with kurt cobain mm-hmm. don't we and um you know when you lose your friend something you've been through so much with who shaped the mm. band as well yeah what i love going back to authenticity the manics stuck on that line didn't they because Nicky Wise continued to write the lyrics. Mm. Um, and in the documentary, it's called No Manifesto, by the way. I think it's on Prime at the moment. You can get it. Well worth a watch. It's really raw. They bring fans into it. The, mm. you know, the band give them full access. And it, it, it tells you all this part of the story. But they set up a microphone for Richie still at their gigs. They okay. still set yeah. up a microphone for him mm. on, the, on the stage. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about authenticity. I think some some bands and artists, from our perspective, can lose their authenticity or will become slaves to the industry and have mm-hmm. to please. Um, they, they, they don't do that. And what's really good as well is on the album after the Holy Bible, which is called Everything Must Go, mm. um, there are, I think there's three or four songs on there that Richie had written with Nicky Wire as well. So okay. he does have that last yeah, so thing still, his voice on is there. still there. Yeah. yeah, which is nice to hear, isn't it? But going back to the Holy Bible quickly, he, suffered, he, he battled with um, eating disorder. Okay. I'm not sure which one. I think it was uh, anorexia. I don't, I don't want to get that wrong, but I know he and he talked about it opening interviews. I'll try and find it for people to, to read if they're in, if they're interested. And if you just look at some of the names on the album Holy Bible, right? So of walking abortion, she is suffering. Archives of pain, um, and then the one song is called Four Stone Seven Pounds. And I thought, mm. well, what's that mean? Well, apparently that's the medically that's the weight that if you drop below, you you can't recover. Okay. Medically, they say yeah. if if you drop below that weight, and I know if you see pictures of Richie, um, towards the, well, I say towards when he went disappeared, disappeared, he, he looks really gaunt mm. and stripped back. But so there's a lot in there. But I suppose coming back, the authenticity side is something that you know, and sticking to their guns is, is something we definitely wanted to talk about, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think it's very much the, the authenticity, but also the identity, and keeping yeah. hold of, their Welsh. Yeah, you know, definitely. And there's, I felt like I did find like quite an interesting article which is on sort of Wales history identity and the Manics and there's a quote from James Dean Bramfield where he says that there was a kind of stigma attached to Wales that culturally we didn't produce anything except for rugby male voice choirs Cole and Tom Jones (laughs) and then he yeah no no. yeah well that's when he goes on you know when he says like well, I mean, he says there's subconscious, it was subconscious racism from the English press. in mm. 19, That was 99, that no way good bands come out of Wales. You come from Wales, you must be shit. So yeah. for five years, they were the only band to come out of Wales that was successful at all. And then the insurgents came with Catatonia, Stereophonic, Super Animals, you know, so it kind of known as almost like new welsh cool well it was cool cymru they yeah. had i think it was in a response to Britpop because mm. obviously you had oasis blur pulp yeah. and you were all happening yeah. but yeah. wales produced like well you just named some massive mm. bands from that time you know mm. um but the manics kicked that off yeah and if you look at, at all four of those ones you just if we just take those manics stereophonics catatonia and the Super Furries, mm. if you listen to any of those, they're all singing in a Welsh accent. Oh, they yeah. They don't the hide ca- it. The Catatonia yeah. one is, yeah. But she can't <laughs> talk... Any, yeah, she can't talk any other way. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. like, um, you know, when you... When, I, if anyone listens to her on Six Minutes, she's got a fantastic show mm. on a Sunday morning. She plays some amazing music. Um, she's lovely to listen to, isn't she? Because mm. she's just unapologetically Welsh. She's like, yeah. other people thought Kelly Jones still talks like that, James Dean Bradfield. And interesting, I'd found out recently that um, 
no, Nikki Wire still lives in in and around Newport, mm. North South Wales. We won't give yeah. away really. It's yeah. kind of, you know, I know people who know him. James Dean Bradfield, I've met him before. Okay. A lovely, yeah. lovely yeah. man. I met him in a work in the past, and um, I, I was a server. He was the customer. Mm. Um, I, did, I said, I don't know what to say to you. He'd like, you know, yeah. he, he's like, just ask me how I am. How are you? And we had a normal yeah. conversation. Um, and he was going between London and um, Cardiff. Mm. But now he spends most of his time in Cardiff because he doesn't want to yeah. be in London. Yeah. Um, what did you think as well? Like, we're hopping around here because it's just, they are a really interesting band to unpick. Visually, when you saw them on the stage, on you know the difference between mm. each one was it? What did you think when you were watching them? Because he looked like he just came from the pub, didn't he, James? Yeah, and Bradfield. I, they, they, they literally just looked like a group of mates who thought, "Oh, let's just jump up and play some music." Yeah, like, yeah. Th- like you said, like there was no flounciness. There was no, you know, big. This is who we. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe it. They they just look normal. Yeah, <laughs> and like like you said, authentic. Just just a bloke rocking out to play a gig. He probably looks a bit like a, probably, probably walk go straight back into the pub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done my job now. Yeah, like I go, and I that's a Welsh that, thing yeah. as well. Work in the yeah. mines, end up in the pub, isn't yeah. it? Like you know, and share your stories from mm. your work. And I think you know, Nicky's you know, Nicky's the one who goes the most flamboyant. You know, he's wore skirts on stage and stuff, mm. and he wore I think he had uh, glitter hot pants on. But like you know, in general, like James Dean Bradford, just a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, Sean Moore's got his gloves on when he's drumming. You know, again, yeah. very played back. They're not your quintessential rock stars. Nicky Wire gets closest to that. But the other thing is, and we were talking about this before, and the documentary definitely shows you this. Mm. They, well, how can we put it? They allowed that queer um, audience to come in as well. They made it a safe place. Yeah. Even for straight people. Nick, Nicky mm. Wire's got children, you know. Like, but he, you know, wear an eyeliner. You know what I mean? And, and wearing a skirt on stage or a tutu. They've seen a big thing at Maddox gigs is, is boas, feather boas. Yeah. They make their own or um, sticking pin badges on your jackets and stuff like that, very DIY. But if you listen to people being, who are fans of the Maddox, mm. they'll say, I felt like it was a place where for that moment in time at that concert, I could be who I wanted. I'd be yeah. surrounded by like-minded I, people. I think we found, like, I definitely found that when I went to watch them. I was yeah. like, oh, what's, what's the crowd going to be like? And it was just... Nice. Bit of everything. It was, yeah, it was. It was. It was a bit of everything. Like you look, you know, there's probably everyone from every stereotype there. Yeah. But it was just like that nice atmosphere. Yeah. It was fun. I think you know, fun. People weren't getting in your way. People were smiling. There's my cat appearing. <laughs> nothing in her mouth. Luckily, might be allowed so, in then in a bit. Yeah, I might, yeah. I might let her in in a second. She's looking at me now. So. But yeah, I think that like that thing as well. Sorry, touching on because you just made made me think about it. Like at that concert was. Everyone gives space, mm. and we should tell people as well. It was an NHS gig, wasn't it? Yeah. This talks about they've been planted in the, in the left wing. Mm. They did it as support. There was some interesting quotes from Nye Bevan, wasn't there, up on the, uh, yeah. On the screen? Yeah, we yeah which I, um, I shared to some people who. Oh, here we go. God, it's like a roving mic now. <laughs> so we're letting the cat in. Bryn's moving around the room with his microphone. There we go. So I am. I know. Hi. There we go. Oh, she's gone. She blanked you. Yeah, yeah blanked me. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, just that, um, the when we walked in, there was quotes from Nye mm. Bevan, another Welshman who, mm. was it about tradigorising the rest of the UK, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, and um, I'm, sure I could, I'm sure I took a couple of photos of them just to see what one of them was. And, so I sent it to some friends who have uh, similar p- feelings and stuff. But yeah, so that, well, yeah, this, this one is about sort of the, um, very much Nye Bevan talking about the conservative shall we say yeah 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 so you know and just his his thoughts you know and just how much i mean he put sort of inflicted 
the bitter experience on him and how he views them as sort of no you know he, he can't trust them you know and stuff so yeah that's why you said like they don't they don't hang back no you know, in their statements they don't shy or tiptoe around stuff they're like bang this, and it was on a big and this was even before they played wasn't it yeah. they were just rolling yeah. they were just rolling different rolling ones things. Yeah. libraries gave us power which is a quote from one of their songs as mm. well the other one was um i'm just extending to the rest of the people in the in, in on this island the uk mm. the benefits that i've had in tradiga for more than a generation mm. i said i'm going to tradigarize you that was his yeah. way of bringing the nhs out we all know we owe so much to the nhs don't we mm. do you know what i mean and oh, this was yeah. their way of thanking them collectively mm. and reminding us of where it's come from mm. but yeah i think that's a good point to like sort of bookend that our, our first gig together it was our first our first full date and i think we should just touch because i know you brought the lyric um, which I think does sum up and cover everything. It was, this is my truth, tell me yours. Yeah, and it's not even a title of one of their songs. It's the title of their 1998 album. Mm. Um, and I just think there's so much in that. You know, we talk about like fitting in with the crowd. I think mm. we've come on a journey on this podcast, haven't oh, we? And, yeah. and like, um, how we've, we've probably both in the past been influenced by other people's activities. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, I think we're both. We, we experience a bit of FOMO, don't we? A bit of fear of yeah. missing out. Um, we always think we have to be there if we're offered. Um, and that's changed um, mm. in recent times. Whereas with them, they're not going to be swayed by what you think. No. They might listen to you. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember there's a, there's a, bit, in, um, there's a bit in the film where they bring a young band on to tour with them to, to, um, to, to open up. And one of the band members say, play this particular song. I won't give it away if they can watch the, mm-hmm. the, the, the documentary. And he just goes to them off and get yourself some class you know mm. I don't play that song live mm. and he said they played it once because this one fan kept coming and kept shouting it out when it went quiet yeah. so when we played it to shut them up but like <laughs> we will not play it again yeah. but just that thing in the moment of God, he didn't say like oh yeah okay we'll see how we go yeah. it was like no you get some class you don't pander to help people no no no, no. and what did you think of that quote it's a great one isn't it did this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So like no, this is my truth. Tell me, because yeah. you're massive about authenticity, you know, and I know we've mentioned a few times. Yeah, and it. I think it's it's very much for me, you know, if we're looking at for me building a therapeutic relationship, I I need to share. I don't share everything, you know, with clients, but they need to hear some of my truth to be able to trust and tell me some of theirs. Yeah, now, if I'm just a completely closed book, they're not going to open up. No, at all to me. So I do, you know, I talk to myself okay I've experienced sudden bereavement yes so that's all I'll say don't tell them a lot about it and it just allows them to say okay so he's given us a little bit I can talk yes you know I I can talk more so yeah the more I think the more you but also the more you're truthful to anyone you know anybody you know songs like if I hid stuff from you you probably hide stuff from me yeah yeah that's how it is you may as well be open and honest and say actually this is where I'm from you know from this is how I'm feeling because then you'll you'll get the truth back. You know, people are oh, actually, yeah, maybe I shouldn't beat around the bush yeah. or, you know, I, I'll tell him, I'll be open and honest. It's transactional truth, I call it, because it's like, in anything in life, it is a transaction. You know, and in the jobs I've done in the past, we've, you've had to give a little bit of yourself. Mm. It will most walks of life you do. If you want to build mm. a relationship, it's not all one way. Yeah. Someone can't just give everything to you and then you not give anything back. It just, that's not how it works, mm. you know. Um, and I think it's also an interesting way of looking at this is my truth, tell me yours, because it might not be the, <laughs> the actual truth, but I be- this is how I feel mm. it and this yeah. is how I believe in it. Yeah. And well, But tell me yours, I'm listening. 
Yeah. Like, you know, if you disagree with that, mm. like, that's fine. Yeah. What you find with the, as well, the um, which I think is really interesting, I know people who are, who are big fans of the Manics mm. who will, will follow them. Um, their fans, like, they reflect their fans. Mm. So their okay. fans are very opinionated, yeah. right? And they will tell them if they don't like something that they're doing or they're talking about. Um, and there, there was this interesting thing where for Christmas before, the Manics just gave away a four-song mm. EP just yeah. to their fans. They uploaded it and said, have it for free. And some of the comments that they had back on it, their fans were like, oh, you know, I, I, I thought I enjoyed it for some. Then I, it was just a bit, you banged on, there was a swear word in there that was unnecessary. And, <laughs> and Nicky was going, it was free. free. Yeah. We gave yeah. it to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still, they, like, they'll like they tell them. And they've mm. had, you know, people after, they'll always go meet their fans after gigs because people hang around for them and they'll go have a chat with them. And they'll say, what do you think about the music? Yeah. And the fans will say, oh, I like this song. I wasn't too fussed on that one. And, mm. you know, and things like that. And, and they'll say, why? Why yeah. weren't you fussed? Um, and it's an interesting relationship in the studio because, like I said, Nicky Wyatt, bass player, writes the lyrics. And then James has got to sing them. you got to find a melody. Yeah. And, and they do show sometimes them arguing. Mm. Like Nicky Wyatt saying, like, that, no, that, that, that's, that's naff. If you're going to sing it like that, I'm going to change the lyrics. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. And James like, no, it does work. It does. And you can see him and then he walks out. He's like, I need to walk away from this. Mm. You know what I mean? But um, I think as well, probably what we didn't touch on, how good is he on the guitar? Oh, yeah. Sweet Child <laughs> like, of Mine. Sweet Child of Mine cover. Incredible. Yeah. You really got into it at that point, didn't you? That I was did the, enjoy That was the yeah. switch. Yeah, it? I think that's like... the switch. I was like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> I didn't realise it was the Manics played that song, but there we go. Everyone thought it was Guns N' Roses. Yeah, like, you know? Know. <laughs> but um, I think when they kicked off like Motorcycle and Emptiness, that riff, mm. hear every note, great to listen to live. But I think the stories in there are designed for life. If you tolerate this, your children will be next. You know, it's mm. like that. If you put up with things that you're not happy with and you don't make yeah. a change, then this is what's going to happen to the next yeah. generation. And it's going back, you know, as we said before, and I probably... I, I will listen to that. I haven't revisited and listened to them, but it is listening to the lyrics. You know, they, they're clear for these especially because they're putting the message across. You know, they're putting ev- their heart and soul. It's not a very much manufactured thing just to get, just to sell. This is how they feel. Well, I think um, a good callback is to our last episode, 19, well, 1984 episode, mm. the full episode that we did, was around George Orwell, 1984. And their latest album, by the way, I'm going to plug it for them, not that they need plug-in, but the Ultra Vivid Lament mm. is actually probably, for me, I probably know a bit more about the music than you, but for me, Percy, it's probably the best album they've done for a while. Um, I was talking to a guy in the record shop, and I'll bring a bit more about that in the outro, but we both agreed, the first, we heard it once, it was like mm. as if it'd been out there forever. Yeah. Good, simple melodies that you can catch on to. There's a song on there called Orwellian. Mm. Like, it's just a great lyric. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it starts off with the line, we live in Orwellian times, it feels impossible to pick a side insanities that dance and hide the truth becomes a broken lie and that links in back to this is my truth tell me yours mm. when you veer away from that yeah. the truth becomes a lie so it breaks and I think again this is why we tell people to read lyrics isn't it mm. because I got hairs in my neck now because you might hear a song on the radio oh, I enjoyed that song these are people pouring out like their actual yeah. meaning behind it alright you listen to some songs There's, there is no meaning behind them John Lennon and the Beatles, I Am the Walrus. It's just, it's a brilliant song. It's four minutes of nonsense, yeah. like basically. <laughs> but these you find are more, you can find meaning in them. So that was a good, we, we say we plan these things, mm, but good. perhaps we don't. <laughs> okay, so that's, another one in the bag as, yeah. as we say and 
one that we've seen live, first Welsh band we've done. There's definitely going to be another Welsh band coming up very, very soon because we're due to see them very, very soon. People could probably guess. People could probably <laughs> guess. Yeah, well, we're actually seeing three yeah. in one. So, you know, might do a trilogy. Who Let's knows? Let's do it. We'll see. But yeah, I think, you know, normally I have 30 second challenge, but it's just for me, it's just touching on um, just a couple of things that are going on at the moment. So today, the day we're recording, Sunday, 10th of October, is World Mental Health Day. Um, a lot of things, you know, it's kind of for me is surely every day should be yeah. World Mental Health Day. But yeah, it's just sort of, I think just noting it, you know, just noting especially that their, their theme um, this time is mental health in an unequal world. Okay. Uh, so it's just tracking sort of mental health for people who are struggling for, through the pandemic, you know, with long-term health conditions, discrimination, parenting on their own. And they're actually launching a two million pound COVID response program uh, to work with partners of people who've been hardest hit. So it's wow. really reaching out to those who may be lost in the system, you know, and things like that. So yeah, I think it's just noting it, have a look, you know, they're doing green pins. Um, so it's like pin it for mental health. So there's lots of different things. There's a podcast on there. So I'll put the link in. Yeah. Um, to ha- just go and have a look, you know, there's different, there's books as well, you know, which will help, you know, it's like how to sleep better how to overcome anxiety, you know, so there's lots of little self, self-help self stuff here. And just, yeah, you know, just ask, 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 you know, that's what we always say. Just ask people, how are you doing? How are you doing? Give them a phone call, don't message. Use you know, it what, as a reminder, yeah. isn't it? Use yeah. it as a reminder. We'll stick some stuff on socials, but I mm. think we we tout it all the time and we, we'll unapologetically, again, keep yeah. talking about it. I think what you just said there, that response to COVID, mm. it, it generally, like I sit and worries me about how many people out there are struggling and they're just lost. Yeah, There's nowhere to go. They f- And obviously as well, a lot of people have become even more isolated because of COVID and are still struggling to come out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, they're struggling to get back out. Yeah. So obviously we're recording this, it's quite apt that we're actually recording on World Mental Health yeah. Day. It's the Sunday the 10th of October. Mm. Um, so we'll try and share some stuff. But I think even if it's just use it as a reminder that, you know, is this someone that's been a bit quiet? Mm. I mean, that you can pick up yeah. the phone to. Or are you feeling a bit lonely, lost? Yeah. Send us a message on Send Instagram. Yeah. Chat to we'll us. We'll have, anyone, chat. we'll yeah. have a chat. When we like, we'll, yeah. we'll trade messages with yeah. you. We don't um, mind talking. <laughs> we don't mind having that. We don't mind yeah. having a chat. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a great chat. I think we've got some other bits and bobs going on, uh, haven't we? Yeah. So it's um, Black History Month um, yeah. in Wales. So I think it's just noting that. And again, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll try and tailor some of our podcasts to sort of note it. But on that, you know, and it's it's quite a big one for me. Is the statue. You know, the statue of Betty Campbell yes. um, has been unveiled. So, yeah, where obviously Wales's first blackhead teacher. Yeah. And she was a massive, massive campaigner for Black History Month. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it said that she defied her doubters um, who told her that, you know, when she was a child, her dream to become a head teacher was insurmountable. Wow. And, yeah, so she was a teacher in Cardiff for 28 years. You know, it's, yeah, for me, it's just incredible. Like, and... It's strange now. I don't know. I always think of statues as old things, but now like there's this modern new yeah. statue of just yeah, such an inspirational. Well, a trailblazer. Yeah, you know, someone. 100%. Who, yeah, yes. and actually, Wales was definitely one of those places. Probably took longer than parts of England to mm-hmm. bring in diverse cultures. Yeah, um, it starts. It always starts in normally in the main cities because Cardiff's well, it's the Bay, which is very nice to go mm. eating and drinking down now. But back yeah. in the day, it was a working dock. You know, yeah. one, you know, one of the busiest if not the busiest that we had and 
this, there's large Somalian communities in there now down in Wales, uh, down in sorry in Cardiff, because you know people would you know jump off the ship when they had their recce time, mm. um, meet the Welsh women you know, or meet the people that were around them and stay. You know, and that's why when you go to Cardiff, we've got some amazing restaurants, haven't we? Yeah, you know, we have got a diverse culture. I do think that there's definitely work to be done, but I do think of Wales as quite an accepting mm. place. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the reason, the, the fact that that statue's gone out is a big thing. We are not perfect. Do not get me wrong. We are not. And that's why this is very important. But I think that's just a great positive step mm. to have that in our capital mm. city, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I want to just call back as well to... um. I talked about it probably in one of our first podcasts, a small act series, so the Stephen McQueen yes. um, series, which is, yeah, does focus on these sort of themes and stuff. So I think they're still available um, on iPlay. I'm guessing, if I not, they're they probably going to put them out for this month yeah. again, so they'll be available. And I'm just going to stop my cat eating the fat from the bacon because <laughs> that will not go down very well. Because she's really making an appearance today. She is, isn't she? Isn't she? Yeah, she wants to be part of it. Do you got yeah. anything to say? No, no, nothing. That was my stomach <laughs> rumbling then. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> you tell me that well. I think that's a really good shout. And I think, you know, just watch something a bit different. Yeah. You know, the thing is, a lot of your opinions formulated on on sometimes uh, beliefs that have been given to you yeah. in the past or viewpoints mm. that have been given to you. This is my truth. Tell me yours. Go yeah. out and find, you know, information. The small actors, didn't watch them all. There was like six of them, wasn't it? Mm. They're all films. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. I mean, pick one and watch it, you know, because the one I watched about the um, the young kid going to school. The school one, yeah. Very intense. Yeah. Loved his science, but he was just known as they section as a trouble kid because yeah. no one was listening. No, no one was just, listening yeah. to him. Um, so, yeah, that's a good show. We can reference them. I think they're still on the iPlayer. If not, I would guarantee the iPlayer will be putting loads of I'm different things sure on I'm pretty sure it'll start there. coming up, yeah. Yeah. Story, 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 story. What chapter are we even on now? I think it's chapter 15. Chapter 15. So, yeah. as always, in the moment, written today, even though I've had weeks to do it, um, we should probably say to people, we did put the first 10 chapters out. Mm. If you flick through the last episode on 1984, um, no, no, we didn't do it on that one, did we? I'm not, no, we didn't. No, it was the one before. Yeah, the one before. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, Good we'll, memory. You can, you can, you can, you can <laughs> find it. There. Yeah. It's because you did your challenge, didn't you? Yeah. We had, we yeah. had a lot going on, didn't we? But um, go back to some previous episodes, you can find it. We always put in the, the bio whether there's part of the story in there and, um, you know, and catch up. But yeah, I think we're probably going to aim, I reckon we aim for 20 chapters. Mm. And we'll bring this one to a close and we'll see how we, we see how we go from there. But for now, chapter 15. I'm so confused. My mind hurts. It had been so long since my past had terrorised me in this way. I struggle to understand what's real. That dream, or nightmare, has woken me up again. The grotesque mask, the green hair, the petrol. Surely I didn't set a house on fire. With people inside? I walk over to the sink, drink straight from the tap. I make my way back to the sofa to sit down, trying to clear my head. Breathe. The breeze comes through the broken window and sends a chill across my body. I was doing so well, wasn't I? Keeping all those memories that have attacked me for so long that truly messed me up, in check. I felt I was making progress with Dr. Rosewater, with Kurt. He assures me that I still am, but at times I think if I drag the past into my present anymore, it could finish me. And the different characters of my past. Why do I feel like I'm looking back at different versions of myself? like I'm watching a movie where I'm playing all the parts. 
an arsonist, a junkie, a dealer, an abuser, an abused. As I said, I'm so confused. When's my next session with Kurt? Didn't he say I could call him anytime? I look on the coffee table and find his card. It's 5am. I shouldn't call now but the walls are closing in and I feel like he's the only one who can stop them crushing me completely. The order of my past is jumbled up and like a pack of cards that has been well and truly shuffled. I do feel like I have all the pieces but I don't know how to put them back in order. I don't know which ones are real and which ones are fantasy. I look at the card again, pick up the phone and start punching in the numbers. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry, ship makes me. You, you weren't up to standards, no. right? No one was quick enough to send one in, up. so we're doubling up. We yeah. are. So challenges, yeah. So this is where we set challenges for ourselves, for for shipmates. I'm sure they're going to want to get involved in the two which we've got for each other this time. Um, yeah. So yeah, over to you. What's what's the one for me? I want to set you mm-hmm. what my PT sets me okay. as uh, my finisher okay. in the gym that I think you'll enjoy because you've sent me some in the I'm past. Sure, I will. Yeah, um, you've sent me some in the past which I really enjoyed. Um, so I'm going to set you one. And if you are in the gym or whatever, we've got some gear at home. Mm-hmm. You can give this a go as well, shipmates. Um, but effectively, it is four rounds of dumbbell push press. Yep. Oh, you showed me how to do it as well. Ten of those. Sit-ups, 10 of those, and then maximum effort for 30 seconds, and you can choose between a bike, a ski, or a row. Oh, I need the assault bike. You, assault yeah. 30 just, seconds, just all out, nothing there, okay. four times round. Okay, awesome. I'm sure I can do that one. I won't film it, because I don't think people want to see me hot and sweaty in the gym. <laughs> um, your one, so we, we have just talked a lot about Welshness, yeah. you know, about being Welsh, identity, you know, maybe a little bit of stereotypes. So, yeah, yeah so... You're looking a little bit nervous here. Um, I want you to eat a leek. Do you? Yeah. Well, incorporate to a meal or just eat one? <laughs> Up to you. You can eat it raw or incorporate it into a meal. Just have leeks and eat leek. It's a week. great veg, isn't it? Yeah, it is a great veg. We yeah. like having that in a creamy sauce. I think Sarah will be pleased about mm, this one because we okay. have boiling ham with a leek cream sauce, I think. But we'll see. I might so, find something new, actually. I don't know. We'll or just eat it raw on a walk. <laughs> 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 yeah. Nice to do a traditional one. I know. Isn't it? Nice to do a nice traditional to get back. one. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Um, again, we we have we've covered some that we've had suggestions on the past, but keep them mm-hmm. coming as well. It's good to have a good bank of people to to work through. Um, but you know, it was we'd seen them recently. They got a new album, and it made sense, you know. And, and they a lot of things they talk about absolutely sitting with the kind of things that we talk about on the pod. You've asked a couple of things recently, haven't you? And you've had some good mm, responses. I did, yeah. To you. Yes. Well, I asked um, for people's favourite cheese was one, um, and we had like cheddar, smoked gouda, you know, some 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 lovely ones coming back. But then room one hundred and one. So I asked what what people would put into room one hundred and one, <laughs> which went a little bit political, you know, with one political party appearing a few times. Um, but then also we've got people who panic by 
people clap when a plane lands. So yeah. I might, I'm going on holiday soon. So <laughs> you gonna clap? I know it, was, it was Ian who came out with that. So I might film myself <laughs> clapping. <laughs> yeah. uh, slow walkers. Yeah. Um, from Harry, uh, we had spiders, mayonnaise, weddings, garden cress. Um, Amy said about people on Saturday Kitchen who say chocolate fudge cake is their food hell. And then also two, which were quite interesting. So we had we had Aaron Cook and we had Sarah Cook. So you're both going into room 101. <laughs> I threw my, basically, I threw my <laughs> wife in and she, well, she threw me in first. She I did, just, yeah. Out of pure pettiness. Pure petty, I know. <laughs> threw her in as well. <laughs> um, but you know what, that, that instigates some great responses. And, and mm. again, we'd love it when people reach out. Yeah. From the, the you know, sort of the, the political side, okay, this is a fair space. Yeah. Right. You can say what you, we don't care what your background no. is, what your thoughts are. Bring them into us, you know, because at the end of the day, that may be just a sense of how people are feeling at the yeah. moment, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and that's what comes out. Um, but some funny ones: slow yeah. walkers. I'm with you, Harry. Yeah. Like all yeah. the way, because uh, you just want to overtake them. You heard mine before, which was you know people clogging up supermarket aisles. Mm. It falls into that sort of uh, yeah. sort of category, but. I was telling you before, just going back to the manic slightly, um, I was in my record shop picking up a vinyl I'd ordered um, at Diverse Records. Love the guys in there. I was talking to Matt. We were having a conversation. He's followed the manic since day one. Mm. And he was saying, but you remember seeing them in Blackwood when they were sort of more punky yeah. and they were all dressed in all white you know, like which is interesting because yeah. now they're so underplayed. It's like you know, one eight two. Yeah, yeah. You know, the but small it, things. Yeah. But they're trying to like. It's almost like they. They was like, oh, maybe we need to have an identity. After all, mm. actually, stuff it. We'll just be ourselves. Yeah. It's worked since they've done that. Um, so that was interesting. But he was also saying about um, just you know going going out to those gigs in the pubs mm. and watching mm. them, um, and and obviously what they've become now. We we saw them in the, the Motor Point, which is obviously a, a massive arena as well. Probably a bit of a call out to your vinyl record shops as well. If you can mm -hmm. if you can get involved, if there's a record out there. Contact your local yeah. record shop because if they haven't got it in stock, they'll get yeah, it. They'll back for order, you, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's a massive um, slow uh, shortage in the vine industry. They can't meet demand. No. Yeah, I know. So you have yeah. to wait a long time yeah. for records now. But you know, you know, support support your local record shop where possible. Um, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's another, another episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad we got together on a Sunday morning. I know. Yeah, we're going to go for a pint. I reckon. We're now. Go for a pint. Might, now, well, we'll see if we got time. Yeah, yeah. We, why we're, not? we're owed it. But um, yeah. no. Um, until the next time, um, it is a trial from me, and it's a trial from him. <laughs>